Lady Flower. <laughs> Welcome to Fleetwood. This is Kendall. And I'm Chris. <laughs> and this is Fleetwood. <laughs> Welcome to Fleetwood. I'm Kendall, the host of Fleetwood. <laughs> and I'm Chris, the guest on Fleetwood. 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 Fleetwood Mac is on my shirt. If you didn't know, it's a last name. Pay attention much. It is officially. I got my driver's license. I'm going to have my Amex soon. That's that's when it's official is when I have my Amex. She's done more in the last two months than you've done in your whole life. <laughs> so Think about that. So this is a, a, a first on the podcast. Chris has had um, bourbon before this to make this more interesting. During this. <laughs> yeah, during I'm this. having it. <laughs> Currently. Right now. So, before this, you were at a meeting of the minds. Yep. Uh, you guys are working on a video. I've already talked to Elijah and Jose about yes. this video. Yes. So, it was more of a meeting of the creatives in our <laughs> climbing group. We're talking about, like, working together. Instead of everybody working separately, we're going to work together. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I can't divulge all of our plans to conquer the world well, or anything. Well, I already know that, you know, Jose and Elijah are doing photography, video, videography, You're going to piece it together. Editing. You're going to solve the and puzzle. And you're a graphic designer. Oh, dear. <laughs> She's going to figure it out. So, I mean, I, under, I already you understand. You absolutely cannot add this. <laughs> yeah, I already know what's happening. Uh, it's easy to put together, and they've already divulged enough information. Damn it. I know. It's not yeah. really much of a but secret. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing stuff. <laughs> And we're doing it for the community. Like, we just want people to know about climbing. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, everybody, I know about the interviews. The cool stuff yeah. that we do on these trips. Uh-huh. All about it. Have you lived in Memphis your whole life? I have been in Memphis my entire life. Whatever I told anybody else at any point in time... It was a lie. I've always been from Memphis. I'm a Memphian. 901. You're the first person on the podcast that's been in Memphis. Wait, no. No, no. Healy was. Yeah. He's from Memphis. Yeah. He was, okay. So, Rose, He's from that money, money Memphis, dude. Big yeah. moolah baller stuff. Truly. His, his I'm from that poor Memphis. <laughs> I'm from Frazier, dog. Frazier to Bartlett. I'm from Dyersburg, so I win. D-Berg. <laughs> Dirty Berg is what they called it. <laughs> they call, that's so funny because they call us Bartlett trash. <laughs> that's great. The yeah. Dirty Berg. I say that the only thing that comes out at Dyersburg is uh, drug addiction and teen pregnancy. Wow, you're really doing well then. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I got out of there really quick. You got out of, without doing either of those things. Exactly. Wink, wink. Well, nudge, nudge. Actually, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. Uh, yeah, you're from from Deberg. Yeah. I'm Garlic Trash. Look yeah. At, look at us. Isn't that nice? Yeah. We've moved up in the world. I mean, let me see your teeth. You got all of them. They look great. I've had braces. I got fake teeth. Really? Yeah. Guess what? Oh, natural. That must be nice. Our, our, uh... Except this one, it's half-baked. I jumped into a pool when I was seven, smiling. Cracked my tooth in half. Oh, ow. Owie. I came up looking like a hillbilly. Was very upset. Well, you know, I recently dove into a pool and fucked up my face, so... I I wish I had been there. I would have told you to not do that. Well, nobody had time to tell me not to. Your face looks great now. Right, I just have a red spot on my chin. It's hard to see, like, the lighting in here is a little dark, but it's very noticeable, like, right after I wash my face, you know, like, getting out of the shower, it's real red, but, like, throughout the day, it's fine. Whatever. It's, it's fine. But my teeth, um, my mom had, uh, these, the two teeth that are next to the front teeth, she had, like, one, a peg tooth, which is, like, a tiny tooth. And then she had one that was missing. So, like, genetically, she passed that down to me, except I was missing both of them. So, I had to have braces, and they put in, like, these temporary fake teeth while I had braces on to keep the space open. Mm. 
because they didn't want it to like close up and get too small and sure. not be able to put permanent fake teeth in later. So adversity, baby. <laughs> Let's go. So then, as like as I was got older and I got the braces taken off, they were ready to put in the fake teeth. And so they gave me like a Xanax beforehand. And so I'm all like messed up and drugged up. And they've got like pain medicine and, you know, the gas and all this going on. The gas? Whatever. I don't, they put the, the happy gas, they whatever. They put the gas in you. Yeah. And so I'm laying there and they're operating on my teeth. And I had, I had like the, I was conscious enough. I no, they said something about like smoothing down my two front teeth because they like are ridged on the bottom. Uh. And I was like, no, don't. And they were like, what? Why? From the gas? I, you're in it. And you're I'm just like, like, in it. I was like, don't. No, no. And I was like, there's more character. <laughs> and they were like, this chick is nuts. But I was like, through the fog of drugs, sure. I was like, I'm certain I do not want you to grind down my teeth. And I still stand by that to this day. I do not regret it. But my my high self was like, this. Don't you dare change who I am. Exactly. Yeah. After that, after that. That takes a lot of courage. I gotta tell (laughs) you. I was I was so messed up. I went into the woods, and collected firewood and had a bonfire in my backyard. After, like directly after that. Just brave shit. (laughs) Just brave human shit. That this is why I don't need to do drugs. I'm a high functioning drug addict. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were... Absolutely. I wouldn't have been one of those drug addicts that just passes out on the couch. No. I would be out there doing shit. Oh, you were quite literally from the place where the best of the best go. (laughs) The best of the best, yeah. We're doing stuff. Active. But touch on something you said. Mm. Like, you're like, I gotta keep my authenticity about these teeth. Like, this is me... Like, I have a birthmark on my face. I don't know if you ever noticed it. It's right here. Oh, no. It's been there forever. Nobody ever notices it. Uh-uh. I see it every single day in my life. Yeah. And I've wrestled with this question. Do I get this thing removed? Nobody else sees it but me. No. It's crazy. It's the most mind-blowing thing. I don't understand. What are people looking at? I just don't know how anybody looks at anything else. You know? I I never noticed it until you told me right now. Yeah. So, I don't know. I get it. It's cool that you're like, I wouldn't change this. This is a thing I would maybe change. But nobody else cares about it. So, maybe it's not a big deal. Why bother? Like, why put in the effort when it's like nobody ever sees it? And it's like, even if they did, it's your birthmark. It's my birthmark. Yeah, own that shit. It makes me me. Yeah, exactly. It's like part of who you are. It's exactly. It is part of who you are. It's on your face. It's it's, (laughs) it's as... On my face as it can be. Exactly. It's right there. Yeah. I mean, it would be a pain in the ass, My mom likes to say, sweet, go touch me on the way out. (laughs) Give me a little touch. Or or the devil. Probably just the doctor, (laughs) if we're going to be honest. (laughs) I don't know which end I came out. I mean, I know I came out of the vagina. You mean feet first? (laughs) Yeah, or head first. Assuredly, I came out of the vagina, <laughs> like everybody else. But which end? I'm not sure. <laughs> Pass the bourbon, please. I know I came out of the vagina. <laughs> I know I did. Man, I could tell you the story of my birth if you'd like to hear it. It's pretty cool. How do you know the story of your birth? Because I've been told it many times. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, I know a little bit about mine. I'll share it after you share yours. Okay. Check it out. So, I did not get to meet either of my grandfathers. One of them died about a year before I was born, and the other one died the day before I was born. And his death sent my mom into labor. Really? Which, sent, were, was it like on time? Like were you early? I was or, early. How early? Like month. Oh. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. My mom was three months premature. Oh, really? She almost didn't live. Dang. Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh. 
I know. You've been trouble from the start. (laughs) (laughs) And so am I. (laughs) If we're being frank. (laughs) Or ourselves. So you were a month early, and your mom was grieving. No. It was my dad's dad. It's my dad's dad. I'm sure she was upset. Yeah. But she had to deliver a child. Mm -hmm. So she didn't have time to be upset. This This is how strong my mom is. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, yeah, baby's yeah. coming. I don't have time for that. Yeah. Dad on the other end, he's like drinking, celebrating, not celebrating, but just like he's figuring it out. He's going through a thing. Yeah. He is celebrating. He's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a dad. My son's being born. Oh my gosh, my dad's dead. So he likes to explain it that his soul passed into me. He says I'm just like him. He yeah. says I'm exactly like him. And there are many stories I've heard about him to corroborate that. It, that's that's something that is was um, prominent in Viking culture. They really? Be, they believe that, like, they, they did certain burial and, like, funeral rites uh, because they believed that, like, the faster your body decomposed, the sooner the soul could leave and enter someone else. Interesting. So the, as soon as the body's fully decomposed, soul can move on. It can't hide that hide out in the in the corpse anymore. Exactly, yeah. So yeah, they're. I am fascinated by that culture. I am too. Did you see the Norseman? Yes. So good. I've seen it twice. It made me cry. And it's not just Anya Taylor Joy. It's bringing me back. (laughs) It's the plot. Oh, I I was just like I'm I don't know I have I feel like I have a deep connection to it. I did my ancestry and I'm um, like Danish, Norwegian, and Swedish. And then, like, English, Scottish, and then American. And it's like, if you think about it, it's like the the migratory pattern of Vikings. So cool. So it, it's a, there's a good chance that, like, my ancestors were Vikings because they migrated to England. They were just conquering. Yeah. Doing that Viking thing. And so I feel like, you know, the more I learn about it, the more connected I feel about it. And, um... Whenever I saw the Norsemen, I was just like, it made me feel even more connected to it. I was like, this is like, I don't know, it's a, a religious experience. I feel similarly, and I'm not even, I know I'm not, but it's just that good. Seeing that culture, seeing the way that they, just the rites of passage, like with the father and the son, and mm-hmm. doing the ayahuasca or whatever with the dude. Yeah. And barking at each other and howling at each other and learning learning the family secrets and passing that on and then well no spoilers yeah 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 great movie we we've digressed so we were still talking about your birth oh yeah (laughs) so yeah anyway dad pops into the hospital room with like a camera i like to picture him like goofy but like a drunk goofy and like skipping in on one foot like and it makes the sound effect and he's like snapping photos and my mom's like oh legs up feet in the stirrups what (laughs) are you doing but you know this is one thing my dad and I have in common he's like oh oh I'm gonna deliver this baby so he gets on his gloves he gets on his doctor's outfit he gets to look all cool and be like yeah I'm pulling pulling you out so no he did it he did it and he cut the cord too i don't know if he cut the cord no i'll have to to get the confirmation on that okay so 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 yeah i never got to meet my grandpa's my grandpa's spirits in me uh uh-huh and dad and dads take all the credit when moms do the hard work there's the lesson (laughs) so uh my my mom she okay so my mom and another woman were pregnant at the same time by the same man. He was a drug addict, an alcoholic, you know, troublemaker. Real winner. Yeah, he like broke my mom's nose. Like he was, he was a real asshole. And uh, like I said, me, me and my brother are only six months apart because our moms were pregnant at the same time. So by the time she's giving birth, there's another woman out there waiting to give birth to his kid too sure so she finds out like it's nine six months of each other yeah so she was pregnant and he got her pregnant too like what kind of asshole does that okay Woo. so for 
Yeah, on top of that, whenever she realized she was going into labor, she was, like, by herself, and she had to, like, walk to a friend's house, and then her friend took her to the hospital. And she, like, starts calling everybody, and, like, everybody's finding out that she's in the hospital. And my aunt, my biological father's sister, she showed up, and, you know, like, you know, the normal people... And he's, like, been out drinking. And he actually shows up for the birth. Oh. And passes the fuck out in the hospital room. <laughs> like, not from, like, not because of, like, watching the birth. Because no. he was so, so wasted. So wasted. That he passed out. And my mom was laying in the bed. Winners. I know. My mom's laying in the bed. And the nurse comes in and says, you got to fill out the birth certificate. Like, what's her name going to be? Who's the father? Right. And she put down her maiden name. She looked at him laying in the floor and she was like, nope, I'm not doing that to my mm, kid. Mm. <laughs> mm, mm. Yep. And that's how my birth was. Dang, look at us. I know. I'm telling you, what'd you expect? What'd you expect of us? <laughs> I know. And I we're like, doing good. I Yeah, considering where I started and where I'm at now, I'm doing a lot better. Alright, something else that a lot of people don't know about me. I am dyslexic. Oh, yeah. I just found that out the other day. I went to school every day on Saturday for like a decade for dyslexia. Why? Because there was a school here in Memphis. It's called the Dyslexia Foundation of Memphis that helps people who have dyslexia. And did it help? I think so. Yeah. I have. I had really good marks. That's what the British call them. <laughs> In English, specifically. Yeah. I mean, that's like the and most reading. difficult, right? That's the thing that's the hardest. Yeah. What about math? Math is definitely something they cover as well. Yeah. And creative writing, storytelling, all kinds of different stuff. But, yeah. I suffered. A lot of people were doing fun stuff on Saturdays, and I was going to school. Ugh. Like, six forever? days. For, like, a decade. Ugh. Till one day I was just like, huh, I'm good. I've had enough. And my mom was like, okay. Yeah. She didn't even. Did you do okay after you stopped going? You know what? When I think about it, very much my mom has supported me through like everything. Yeah. Because like I said, I wanted to stop that. She was like, okay. Cool. You don't have to do it. Yeah. I said. I was going to pursue, like, a career in, like, video game stuff and, like, play Halo professionally. She was like, all right, cool. Do that. Um, yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of different times when, like, I wanted to do a thing and I was told, yeah, okay. I'm going to support you doing do that it. thing. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I've been very fortunate. I think a lot of people have plenty of nasty things to say about like parents being separated like my mom and dad separated at like two and i was like two yeah you know yeah and like plenty of people say oh you know oh so bad for the parents to be separate so bad for the son you know for the kid dad was there he wasn't mm -hmm. there as much but he was around mm -hmm. and he's a great guy but mom you know was able to provide all the necessary love by herself yeah you know that's what, that's, that's, what that's what moms do. Or at least what they're intended to do. That's what they that's what they can do. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think. There was definitely a place I was going with that and I kinda lost it in the evening. Your mom was always really supportive of everything that you yeah, did. Yeah, but there was the dyslexia thing. Dyslexia. Well Oh, yeah. so here's the other thing. Alright, so Halo Player supported that. But I'm also ADHD. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> took took medicine for took Adderall, took Ritalin, you know, for years. Made great marks. Great grades. If that's the measure of life, no. then I was doing great. But that is not the true measure of life. Mm -mm. And this is what I'll teach anybody or tell anybody anytime. I met a guy when I was going to one of these halo tournaments it was one of my best buddy's dads mm -hmm. and he's like bro 
you were doing amphetamines on the regular. <laughs> you were doing amphetamine every day of your life. Do you even know what that is? I was like, no. He's like, dude, it is speed. You are having speed. You're being fed speed. And I'm like, okay, that sounds like a really serious drug. I mean, I'm like 15, 16, yeah. sophomore, junior. You should stop doing that. It's making you, it's going to make you sick. It's going to, you know, ruin your liver, whatever. So I just stopped doing it. Mom. Sure. Mom was like, yeah, sure. Don't do it. And yeah, my grades slipped a bit. Mm-hmm. But I could talk to people. I suddenly was able to like be the person I was supposed to be. And like, yeah. guess what? I had an appetite and I could eat and mm-hmm. like enjoy life instead of being some zombie that just wanted to do schoolwork and go yeah. home and be alone. Mm-mm. Like, no zero quality of life in yeah. that lifestyle. Maybe there are some people who do... They thrive on it. They Like, people that are really, like, into having good grades, I, you know, it blows my mind that people do it recreationally. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I, in, in second grade, I had a teacher, um, she, <laughs> I had a teacher that told my mom that she thought that I had ADHD and that I needed to be evaluated. And my mom was, like, reluctant, and she was honestly insulted. Um, But she did it anyway, and turns out, like, I did have ADHD. And they were like, well, I mean, it'll be easier for her to function in the school setting if we put her on... I was on Stratera. And uh, so that was second grade, and I started taking it. And like you said, you turn into a zombie, you don't have an appetite... All that stuff, and I made it to fifth grade. And I, as as I was about to go into sixth grade, I told my mom, I was like, I'm not doing it anymore. I was, and I never cared about school like that. I mean, I was like, I'm there to socialize. <laughs> oh, so you always knew? Yeah, I was like, I, you know, I go to school because I have to, and while I'm there, I'm gonna have as much fun as possible and not care about the, you know, the not fun parts. And I was, like, smart enough that I coasted. I never tried. I, you know, so I was, like, a B.C. student all through middle school and high school. Did not care at all. My parents were like, it's not D's and F's. Sure. Cool. All right. We don't need you to be an A student. Um, in college, I was a straight A student, though, because I was doing stuff that I cared about. That is so important. That is exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. I got to pick the classes oh that I wanted God. to take. That first year of college was so difficult because it was all prerequisites. <laughs> you can't be over there. I'm trying to yoga a little bit. My back. Do you need pillows? You know what? They couldn't hurt. Lilith, get down. Fall lay down. She's, she likes feet. Look, go lay down. No. It's not like it's not true, though. Go. Go. The price you pay to enter this house is Lilith is going to lick your feet. Oh, she's going to jump on you, scratch your legs, hit you in the balls. She's going to try to bite your genitals. Go lay down. You just got to hope you don't have a a big set on you. You don't hope you hope you don't have an easy target. I need to put a sign on the door. Just cover your balls. Or wear a cup. That's that's a pretty good idea. I know. Welcome to Fleetwood. <laughs> wear a cup. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you never know why. She might hit you in the balls. I might. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Let's see. We both have ADHD trauma. Yeah. We were sorting it out. You were on Stratera. You stopped taking it in fifth grade. <laughs> yeah. Kind of scratched some ears. And, but you were able to say, hey, Ma, look, look, Ma, Ma. <laughs> I'm here to socialize, Ma. I'm not here for your, I'm not here for your, for your schooling. All right, I'm plenty, plenty good already. I got it figured out. 
So you go that way. Yeah. Yeah. And you did it in fifth grade. It took me many years longer. I was basically an adult male per age of 18. I was 16. Girls develop faster than boys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Would have been nice. Yeah. I was a, I've was. i been told that I was a pretty um, perceptive child. Uh, I was very independent. I liked to play by myself, and, and, like, I understood things. I think that I was too grown up is what I was told. Mm. Too grown up at a young age. Man, that does figure out any reason to cut you down, won't they? You're too grown up. Well, I mean, it's just, You're you know, too ahead of your time. I've always been, you know, like, forced into, like... I didn't really get to have that, like, childhood innocence and, you know, like, play... Because, like, my life was always kind of tragic and traumatic and... I'll say. Uh, always. From, from what I've heard. Yeah, from, from birth till now, there's been <laughs> no rest. I think that means... You're overdue. I know. It's like, when is... Something's gonna take me so, out. Something's gotta give. <laughs> something's gotta give. I'm not gonna give up. Something else is gonna have to give up. I know. Wait, there's a there's a pact in my family that nobody's allowed to commit suicide. And I'm like, I'm just waiting for that cancer diagnosis. <laughs> I might have a cancer diagnosis after oh, this past God. week. That is like... It's so such red. a bad sunburn. It's so bad. I can't believe you did that. Why, I am in why a did you wear sunscreen. I am in a I'll I'll put this this live. I am in a tanning competition with a Puerto Rican With Martina? Yeah. That's stupid. Well You're I'm, Italian. I'm prideful. This is the this is the whole thing. I'm Italian, so I think I got a shot. No. I think I've caught up. No, Puerto Rican she's gonna win. For sure. I get that bet. I do get that bet. I would bet that bet if exactly. I were you. Yeah, exactly. But I'm also Chris Coles. Yeah, I mean that I'm is... willing to get whatever degree burns I gotta get to win this competition. You're gonna get cancer. We're all gonna get cancer. Well, that's true, but it's a little soon. Don't you wanna keep is it... living? I do. I'm having a great time. Exactly. Yeah, I don't wanna get cancer tomorrow. It's really sad when people get cancer at a young age. Or, you know, anything happens to any children ever. Oh, my family? All three of my sisters. Shouldn't happen. One of them, she didn't have cancer. She had a brain tumor that was not cancerous. But the the first one, she had a brain tumor and leukemia. The second one, she had a brain tumor. And the third one, she had leukemia. And she recently had a tumor. And she just got done with chemo and radiation. Not chemo. She did radiation. Go. Do you know what it was? I hung my foot off the bed like a little little snack for a second. Just to see. You, you tested her? She a foot freak. <laughs> Solved it. Lilith! So if you're going to come over here, wear your Ugg boots, cover your toes. This dog is obsessed with feet. This is, this is awkward. She got off foot fetish. She's talking about cancer, and now we're talking about my dog's foot fetish. Okay. Cancer's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Earlier, whenever you said, like, um, your dad was, like, grieving because his dad died, mm. I had to, like, hold back a laugh because every time I hear somebody say my dad's dead, I giggle because my dad's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> it's so messed up, right? It is. I don't know why it is. I was talking to somebody about their dad dying, and uh, they had the sense of humor too. And we were both could barely get through the conversation because we couldn't stop laughing. You guys had dads <laughs> that you weren't particularly fond of, I take. I don't. I don't. I can't even remember who I was talking to. Oh, man. Some dadless person. Yeah. <laughs> A couple of bastards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, it's, it's, it is messed up. So what do you think we're here for? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> could, 
question. So, so what you think the meaning of it is? The meaning of life. Uh, yeah. Why are we here? Yeah. What are we doing? Oh, okay. Um, I think that it's all random. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pagan. Yes, but I'm like. You say you're bacon. Pagan. So I'm just kidding. Okay, pagan is, but baked into that is like. Um, not just evolution, but like the development of the planet and all of that. And it's like, I truly believe that some space rocks collided into each other. There was a big bang and like over billions of years, there was, you know, things evolved. Life forms, organisms. And it just took forever. Obviously, it took forever. The amount of time, like the, the age of this planet is unfathomable. Like, the size of our universe. It is... I think that it is totally random. And there... I think that there is... Sure, there's in... Oh, don't worry. We're going to end it quicker than... (laughs) I know. We're going to totally destroy it. Because we are like a disease. um, And that the planet just has to put up with until it figures out a way to destroy us. But, I... You know, like, there is... Sure, there's a chance that this kind of phenomenon has happened in the vastness of eternity in out in the universe you never i mean but there's no way to know apparently aliens got declassified this week and nobody gave a shit nobody cares because we're more concerned with the the condition of our government because that's why they do things like that it's like hey look over here there's aliens and we're like no we see this is bullshit we know y'all are you know to they're right you know they're, they're running out of tricks when they're like but the aliens yeah look we have aliens they, they don't have many more cards left to play at this yeah, point like no we, i don't we, think we see past that shit and uh yeah maybe it's like aliens aren't even deep enough anymore it's just like sure yeah, you yeah. can have aliens like yeah that's a it's a crumb at the table at this point. Yeah, we're just like we'll give you aliens, but we were all pretty sure. Anyway. But do you remember <laughs> the nineties? Do you remember uh, what was well, that show? Well, I was barely alive. Do you in remember the X Files? That no, was I didn't it. Was that. so critical to understand if aliens existed. It meant everything. Well, it was like the moon landing, and then like this obsession with like space age and you know like futuristic you know like back to the future and how they thought everybody's gonna have flying cars and like they you know like there was an obsession with it and then of course in the 90s it was like trying to find like flying saucers and like those really bad videos of aliens and, and things like that and it's like we were always i think lots of us were already convinced like yeah there's aliens sure yeah we were like, yeah, okay, figures. Of course. <laughs> now what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I barely remember the 90s. I was exactly. not like an old, I wasn't, you know, I was a child. Yeah, I was, I was barely born, even conscious. I was born in 93. But X-Files existed. Were you 90 or 89? 89. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so like 80s baby, you know. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So like. So edgy, cool, mm-hmm. you know, Gen Gen X, you know. Are you really? No. Oh, I didn't know that. I, what's I'm a the millennial. cutoff? Oh, okay. I'm a millennial, which apparently goes to like mid two thousands. Whoever makes this stuff up, I I know they have no clue. Well, there's is, people that are on the cusp that are like whatever. So anybody who doesn't know, all of these um, terms like. Gen X, Millennial, Gen Z, all this is just marketing stuff. It's not particularly real. It's just how we describe people in a broad swath. And it's pretty unreliable, and you really shouldn't listen to it. If you hear people talking in that terminology, just know they're brainwashed, and they're just doing what they're, they've been told. So, yep. You wheeze laugh. You're wheezing. I have a- I had asthma too. Put that on the list. Sit. Okay. She- I had to get up because I saw her 
chewing up. Go lay down. Go lay I down. I thought you just needed a little little stre- leg stretch. No. Go lay down. So I had to get up in the middle of your spiel about millennials and Gen, Gen X and all of that. Uh, because Lilith was eating something and I had to find out what it was because we just had the scare. And you think you wouldn't be a good mom. Well, we just had to go to the, the vet to see if she had a, a blockage, which she didn't. Because I'm a responsible mother and I make sure that if she's eating something, I know what it is. So I just had to dig in her mouth for a leaf. So You're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. Women are too hard on themselves in general, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what or who did it, but it's definitely a thing. You know who did it. I saw the Barbie movie. It was men. I know who did it. It was men. (laughs) I mean, women, we're hard enough on ourselves and each other, but it's all kind of baked in by men in the first place. Yeah. I think um, I think a lot of time men are given too much credit for their level of intelligence. You think? Yeah, I do. Listen to this. My grandmother, I told her that my gynecologist was a woman. And she said, that's gay. (laughs) 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 Okay? She said, that's gay. I was like, well, she has a uterus. A uterus. Not the Eucharist. (laughs) Eucharist. She has a uterus, and she has breasts. I was like, so she, and she understands the female experience. She knows what it's like to have a period. So I would much rather trust a woman with my female needs than a man, because he'll never know what it's like to experience being a woman. Period. And she was like, yeah, but it's gay to have a woman. You know, I was like... Well, I mean, it's straight. It's not a sexual experience. It's not. And I was like, well, I was like, is it, you think it's more normal to have a strange man diddling around in your bits? And she was like, well, women just aren't doctors. Okay. This isn't a winning debate. This isn't a winning debate. (laughs) I was like, what the hell? Uh, And she grew up like in this, you know, this past century, you know, like, you know. Blows my mind. Yeah. And it was like, that's the thing, is women were the first doctors. And then at some point, like, the the men decided that it was inappropriate for women to be involved in such things. Women weren't allowed to go to school, weren't allowed to, like, learn how to be doctors. And that was something that was reserved for men. So, I mean, like, yeah, at some point, women weren't doctors, but now they are. I mean, like, it's, what is that? Since like the fifties, the sixties, when that, I don't know the exact time period. I think it was like the sixties. I'm just women glad it's happened. Again. Yeah, I know. Women, women are better doctors, in my opinion. There's, there's empathy just, that's required. Well, there's just room at any position for any sex, gender, color, ethnicity religious belief everybody has a different experience yeah why limit it to rich white males exactly just because you can afford to go to medical school doesn't mean that you should yeah that whiskey was sure delicious (laughs) Of what kind it was, no one will know. (laughs) (laughs) Insert your brand here. Hashtag ad. (laughs) Hashtag ad. Hashtag whiskey. I'm curious how my voice sounds on one of these microphones. I think everybody expects it to be really different, but it, I don't know. I guess your voice sounds different in your head. Yeah, everybody sounds different in their head. Do uh, you th- think you don't sound different on a mic? I'm telling you, she a foot freak. I move these feet for one second. Must be time to play. I'm sorry. I'm don't sorry. Talk to her. 
Let's so I mean I know that I sound different. Rosalia told me that I sound different. I have to repeat everything that you interrupt. Rosalia told you that you sound different. Yeah. Whenever. Oh, you got a podcast voice. Yeah. She yeah she said that uh, in the Fourth of July episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I was listening, and I, I was there. I love that episode so much. So funny. <laughs> Your joke. I've I've said this before already, but the trace leches <laughs> and the three milks. <laughs> And Andrews is the third. Count goat and yours. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. That was so funny. I'm I like, am a sick puppy. Killed it. I was like, that is hilarious. I love saying weird things to Andrew. <laughs> I don't know why. It's one of my favorite things. There's something about Andrew that's so like buttoned up and like I want to do things the right way that just makes me want to just take him to the weird zone. You know what I mean? I just love people like that. I just love people like that. That are just so, like, I have to do things in a way that is acceptable. Like, ah, I just want to bring them to the, to the dark side of just like, well, no, let's be weird. You'll, yeah, you'll never be able to convert him. I never will. No. But I'm going to spend my whole life torching him with weirdness. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, at some point, he's going to go back to Wisconsin, get away from this weird uh, and he'll go back to their weird. Yeah, which is normal, which we think is weird. Well, yeah, I mean, we're definitely weird. I, I mean, like, the South is weird. I got to get one of them cheese curds. Well, I was I was talking to him about that, and I was like, it's basically just mozzarella sticks with different cheese. That's what I was thinking. It yeah. looks like a mozzarella stick. It's exactly the same thing, just with different cheese. I want to get a mozzarella stick after this. It's like 9.30. I'm going to Young Ave. Really? Yeah. I'm going to get matzo sticks after this. Honestly, that sounds like fun. Yeah, we should do that. <laughs> I got to go to work in the morning. I know, me too. I got to take her to the vet at 9 a.m. I got to set up my cat door. Have I not told you about the... <laughs> Let's oh talk my... about your cat door. Holy moly. So I have been in so many struggles over the last two months. But one of the most epic ones has been the cat door. I have a very fat cat. I have underestimated how fat this cat is. So much so that I have ordered three different window doors for this cat. And it turns out I have to get a size that fits like Lilith. Like it has to fit a 20 to 40 pound dog. That's how big this cat is. And not only that, I have a suspended window and it's about eight feet off the ground so i have to get this 20 pound cat (laughs) down this eight foot thing so i have built a structure which i am calling the cat ramp 3002 mostly because the cat ramp 2001 failed and so now i'm on the second iteration in the 3000s we're in the 3000s because three is my favorite number thousands cool why not one and two so Today, yesterday was the day that the ramp structure got set up and we got her up and down the junt. <laughs> and so tonight, hopefully after this podcast, we will put it in the window and we, I be me and my other personality, we'll put it in the window and then the cat will go in and out and it'll be great. All life problems will be solved. I'll be fully moved in. In my new place. That's hilarious. Why is your cat so It's fat? been such a struggle. You have no idea. I've got milk carton crates stacked up supporting these ramps. I've zip tied them together. I mean, this thing is solid. I think a actual like Doberman Pinscher could walk down this thing. Yes, but can it survive one of our storms? I we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. Might have to carry her fat ass out. Yeah, which I've been doing. I've been doing that, and that's the other thing. I'm starting to develop a hunch on one side. It's the side that carries her ass out <laughs> every day. <laughs> I have to carry my blind dog out, take him out, 
down the stairs. Then I have to go inside, get her. She's like, oh, what are we doing? It's like, you know what we're doing. <laughs> Wait. We're going outside. Did she go potty outside? No, she's got a litter box. Oh, well, yeah. why do you take her out? Because she likes the outdoors. She's like daddy. She wants to be outside. Can't she, like, get away? No, she's too fat. <laughs> she's she's just not that that physically fit. I had a cat. She's and, very limited. Yeah, her I, I had a cat in high school that I let her out. Yeah, you know, I'm like try her, to escape. Let her roam. Try no. try to get out. We didn't even have a fence. I just like she just did whatever she wanted. She doesn't. She out. doesn't want to escape. She no. just wants. She wants that that boundary. She wants privacy. Oh. She likes privacy. Okay. You should see her. She'll go somewhere, and as soon as she's happy, she just lifts her legs off the ground and just rolls over and just lays there with her tummy out and just, like, looks around. It's the funniest thing. Oh, That's sweet. Yeah. And then she'll get up. Like, if I call her name, she'll, like, walk over and, like, rub my legs and, you know. Like, we're, if I go stand anywhere, she will go stand with me. If I go lay in the bed, she will go lay in the bed with me. Mm-hmm. She doesn't care about anything else. She just wants to be next to me. Oh, She's so sweet. Lilith follows me everywhere. I know, but it's less sweet. It's not sweet. It's not sweet when she, she like tries to stick her head in the toilet while I'm going to the bathroom. That's she's, kinky. No, it's not. It's a pain in the ass. She's like sitting there, like she's in my face the whole time I'm in the bathroom. Uh, and then whenever I'm in the kitchen, she gets under my legs while, like, I'm standing at the sink or I'm cooking food. She's right there underneath me. It's like one of these days. She's, she's just so big. Yeah. She's going to be under me, beside me, too close to me. I'm going to fall and break my neck. Yeah. And then she's going to eat me. Yeah, she is because she's going to be hungry. Yeah. You really need, you need a partner. You need someone who's going to protect you. <laughs> From this dog. <laughs> look at her eyes. Don't look at her. I already did. Don't, don't look at her. Drink all the bourbon. <laughs> Damn it. You'll be okay by the time you leave, I think. Are you I okay? wish matzo sticks could just be here. You know what I mean? I know, right? Don't they close <clears throat> the kitchen? I'm sure they do. Like, what time? I don't know. What time is it? It's almost 10. Oh, yeah, it's got to be closed. Yeah. Yeah, this you're is a pipe get, dream. Yeah, you're not getting any mozzarella sticks. Look, just look it up real quick. I mean, don't make it sound like it's just me. It's us at this point. You know <laughs> I, you want them just I as bad as I can't commit to this. I mean, I do. You want the mozzarella sticks. I don't want any mozzarella sticks, but I just like to go to Young Ave for fun. I know. I haven't been. Well, we've been. In a while. It's, it's we been haven't been long. since the incident. What was the incident? a joke oh <laughs> like what happened was we, i there for this no we just played pool that one time where is it where is it it's just up the street no i'm trying to trying to find the hours i know When do you close the kitchen? You'd think that they'd put it above the They don't kitchen. have business hours? Well, it doesn't say what time the kitchen closes. It should be the same as the business hours. No. They close at 1 a.m. Oh, but, the kitchen's but, open. No, the kitchen's not going to be open. they got to send the cooks home at some point. 10 p.m. I'm gonna, I think we're still clear. Let me check Instagram. Let's see. What else cool is happening? I've been going on so many climbing trips. I know. Went to France. Yeah. That was super cool. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to talk to Andrew about this, so give me give me the DL. The the the, the deets? Yeah. You want the deets about France, huh? I want all the deets. Well, let's just say Let's just say what happens in France stays in France. You didn't do shit in France. <laughs> oh, my God. You I just had... quit climbing. Oh, my God. I climbed I climbed eight out of the ten days I was there. You didn't I climbed so anything. much. 
You know what, though? I went to the International Music Festival. Hello. How you doing? How you doing? That was on the summer solstice. You're a pagan. You know what that is. That's sick. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? As a country, they honor that. Well, they... With music. Over in Europe... How sick is that? They still do stuff like that because it's built into their traditions, but they don't do it over here because all of the Christians came over here, so they got away from the pagan stuff. Yeah. I'm not concerned either way. I am stoked that it's the longest night of summer. It's the longest day. Day, night. It's the longest day. Sun's up the longest. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's super cool. But they're like, let's celebrate that with music from all over the world. Mm -hmm. In fact, one place we went to, they played uh, Memphis Rap. Did they really? They really did. It was like a club type vibe. And that's where we hung out the longest. In the street, of course. As you do. As you do. Because you can't fit in anywhere else. And so, you know, me and my buddy, who I won't say his name, were trying to do a thing called Champagnon, and it wasn't something that was readily available until suddenly this African-looking fellow in all-white pants, white top hat, and no shirt shows up. On a bicycle that is also all white. And it's just like, did you say champagnon? And I'm like, yes, I did. Very, Do you have that? Very it's like, mystical and magical. It was like Willy Wonka. It was exactly like Willy Wonka, <laughs> except the color scheme was inverted. It was wild. So this guy is offering this, and I ask this person... This is it. You've been wanting to do this. Let's do this. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning. Old boy says no. This isn't how I want to do it. I have to tell this guy. It's like, don't worry. This sells itself. And then he rides away in his white bicycle. Shame. The shame. I haven't stopped thinking about it. Like, what if you had done it? We should have. Well, we probably wouldn't have went to Fontainebleau yeah. the next day. Wouldn't you have hated that? I would have. Exactly. But, but it happened the way it was supposed to happen. It happened the way it was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. You, you almost let your spontaneity get the best of you. Oh, I love it when that happens, though. <laughs> I'm so about the spontaneity. Spontaneity is so much better. It just feels like you're in it, you know? Mm-hmm. You're in the flow. I'm trying to, like, uh, be regimented. Yeah. You gotta do both. Yeah. I, well, I've just, you know, uh... You gotta do both. You have to be able to be really rigid and, like, stick to a schedule, stick to a time, meal plan, fitness regimen, life structure. Like, everybody needs that to just survive this life yeah but you also have to be willing to break it to live i have um i go through periods where it's like i'm really strict you know with with like i I work out and i eat certain way and it's like if i stray from that i feel like this intense guilt about it and and then i have times where i'm like i have no responsibilities I mean, do whatever I want. And I think that's, like, the... That's the mania that does that. And so now I'm trying to figure out, you know, now that I'm medicated and I'm not having those, like, big episodes, like, one way or the other, and, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, what it is, what my routine needs to be, you know? It seems like it'd be a difficult thing to figure out. Yeah. Yeah, because it's kind of like a random thing. Yeah, it's hard to figure everything out whenever you're like two different people. And now this is a third version of myself. Mm-hmm. Do you still have the same name in every version? Yeah. Because some people have different names. No, no, I, I don't. I don't go that far into it. Um, I just know that like 
they're they're all very different. Like they make different decisions. They think differently. They do different things. They have different priorities. I don't think that's so far fetched, though. I really think that like there are times when like parts of me desire different things than other times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's you know you can't be the same person all the time. I don't know. Maybe other people don't have that confliction. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's like growth or evolution. It's like the same patterns over and over again. And it's like, I, through my 20s, I now that I'm turning 30 and I'm going to therapy and I'm taking medication, I am fully analyzing what happened in my 20s. And it's like, I have just made shitty decision after shitty decision. And, and it's just hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, great. Right now that I realize that I've totally like you know drove my life into the ground, and now I've got to figure out how to get myself back on track and take care of myself. I don't know. You've been through a lot. Yeah. Been through a lot. So when I think about things like that, I like to think that um, about all the things that have already happened right mm-hmm. and you've made it through all of those things so why not this why not this I don't know I just feel like this is like the worst one is it yeah yeah I mean like I but I think that I have um, because I've experienced so much trauma in my life that I have like this unique ability to just kind of like glaze over it. That's and what ha- that's a that's just a response. That's yeah. just how that's just how, how and you it do just, it. All it does is like come back later. Like whenever I had that really bad boyfriend, I didn't know for months how badly it affected me until I had like I heard the garage door open and I had a panic attack because I thought my ex-boyfriend was there. And so it's like I didn't even realize it because I just moved right on to the next thing, and I I didn't take any time to like deal with what I had been through. And so I think this is probably the first time that I'm just like sitting in it because I usually will just you know like whenever I go through something traumatic, it usually triggers mania, and that's how I like get through stuff. So now I'm not doing that, and I'm just like sitting in my discomfort. And this is this is what the therapist suggested too. Yes, that's exactly what she said, and I'm like, I'm trying to do it's that. It's so hard. It sucks. I don't want to do it. You know, like, you know how badly I don't I, want to. I want to sell. I'd all rather of my do st- anything else. <laughs> I want to sell all of my stuff. Quit my job. Like eat, eat mozzarella sticks. Live in my car. Like, like, I just want to disappear. Yeah, exactly. It's like everything you've been building, you want to trash it. it. Start you want to just hit the erase, the empty the trash bin, clear the cache, delete the RAM, clear the motherboard, get a new operating system and go. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, 2023 called. And I'm ready for it. In my current form. Yeah. Well, see. I get it. What Part of my attempt to, like, be different was, like, change my name. That's, like, one step. It's like, okay, I have a new identity. Who is this person going to be? Because now I get to start over. I get to go into my 30s. It's a new new decade, a new name, and, I've you know, I've got new things going on doing this podcast and I've got all of all of these friends which is like not a thing for most of my 20s so I mean like there's a lot of different things happening so I've got to put it all together and make make something out of it or not or not there's I no could, pre- there's I no, just completely implode everything all there's over no again. there's no pressure to do anything well I pressure myself yeah there's no pressure, though. Because, like, right now, 
I like my goal right now is to figure out how to make as much money as possible. And I'm like determined. I'm gonna I'm gonna like pay off my debt and I'm gonna save up money and I'm gonna get rid of everything that I have to, like sell whatever I need to and, and I'm gonna move to Savannah. To Georgia. Yeah. To Georgia. Cause I'm like now that I've like completely imploded everything it's like it makes it it makes more sense now to go i feel like it it would be very easy to get there mm-hmm. i don't think it'd be that hard to get you there well that's the thing is like i don't want to just get there i want to like be there in the way that you imagine right like i don't want to just be like barely surviving i want to be thriving I want to be, like, feeling my best whenever I go there. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because I have that been... That way you don't taint it. Right. I have I have really good, like, memories and expectations of Savannah because of the way that it makes me feel when I'm there. And um, I know that I would, like, once I move there and have, like, start to experience normal life, bad things will happen. I know that. I know that at some point that will happen, but that's not going to ruin the place for it. Like, bad things have happened here. Bad things happen everywhere. Right, and it's like it hasn't ruined Memphis for me. It's not about the place. It's about me, and it's like where I think that I need to be. Yeah. I don't know. I move around a lot anyway, so. Have you ever seen Inception? I think, but I don't remember. There's this really cool um, idea they talk about. It's it's Inception. Spoilers. <laughs> but the idea that when someone gets an idea in their head, it's like an infection. Mm-hmm. And you have to do the thing. Yeah. Or you can't get rid of it. Mm-hmm. You must do it. And so that's how Inception happens. Is like you plant the idea. People must do that thing because you've planted it mm-hmm. and so like that's kind of your thing is you have this idea of savannah and it's there and there's no way to get it out of your head mm-hmm. other than doing it yeah and so that's what you gotta do yeah i know because uh, there's no other cure for it it's got like some of the, a couple of the most beautiful cemeteries which is like a selling point for me because <laughs> i love cemeteries She's big on cemeteries. <laughs> I think they're really beautiful. What's your favorite part? Of cemeteries? Yeah. Uh, the the monuments are really... Like, they're always well taken care of. You know, people have great respect for cemeteries. So, you know, there's, there's you know, like, flowers and, and, you know, like, trees and the grass is taken care of. And there's all of these beautiful monuments. And it's, like, always quiet. But you don't want to be in one. No. It's not, it's, it's very quiet and it's respectful and it's like, you know, it's like, it's very peaceful. But isn't that weird? No. You treat it with like so much reverence and importance, but you don't want to be in one. Uh, no, because of my religious beliefs. Hey. Yeah. So my, like the Vikings, uh, believe it's like you have to fully decompose in order. To let your spirit go. Right. So that you can reincarnate. So, my whole thing is, like, I don't want to be embalmed. I don't want to be in a casket. Like, put me in there raw and let me decompose so that I can Sick. move on. That's the most metal thing I've ever heard. <laughs> put me in there raw. <laughs> I was like, I'm dead. Who gives a shit? It's like, if, if my death was suspicious, take all of the samples you need now because you ain't going to be able to dig me up later. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you do have a suspicious death. I bet you I do. I bet you do. That oh, would just be the cherry on top. It's a miracle that I haven't already been murdered. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I have thought about it. You thought about killing somebody? No. <laughs> How am I going to die? Most likely in my 60s. So that's my prediction. So put that on the records. Mm-hmm. Probably from a cardiovascular disease. Ah. That's my call. See, I have high blood pressure, so that that is a good call for me, for sure. But I feel like I've already passed my time, so like it can happen in any moment. Like I'm just like, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm just like <laughs> living every day, just like. Could be today. Yeah, it could be today. I think I got another 30 in me. Easily another 30. Nah. I could go out anytime. We could. Yeah, you can go out and get matzo sticks right now. <laughs> we could go get matzo sticks. I'm so hungry. Yeah, it's. That's really where this is coming from. This is 10 o'clock. You can't so go hungry. get food now. I'm so hungry. I just want to eat. What is that song? Talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. Shrek. That's just that's just a good time. Yeah, Shrek is a good time. Thank you for listening. This is Fleetwood. I'm Kendall. And I'm Crispy Coleslaw, <laughs> signing out. Bye.